0: I know life gets tough sometimes. But I ain't gonna let it stop me. Let it out. Don't hold it in, this better out. Darkness looking like bad weather clouds. It can stop me cause I'm heaven bound. I ain't feel bad. What's going on, Kingdom listeners? That is ASAP Preach on the track with Heaven Bound, and this is the Crown Legacy Podcast, a beacon for men who are hungry for purpose and legacy in Christ. I'm your host, Stacy Gonzalez, your go-to Christian counselor and men's coach. For more info on me and my testimony, you can visit stacymgonzalez.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at Gonzalez underscore or friend me on Facebook at forward slash SMGonzalez88. I encourage all of you to message me on either of those apps. I will respond to you. That is my personal commitment. As always, I'm incredibly humbled and gracious to be here on this God gifted platform. So, with that said, let's get to it. What's up, Kingdom listeners? This is Stacy Gonzalez with the Crowned Legacy Podcast. This is the debut episode, so I just want to thank everyone who inspired, motivated, and believed in me enough to create this vessel for the Kingdom. Uh, it is a Kingdom podcast aiming to help my Christian brothers from all walks of life step into their God-given inner king and create a lasting legacy in Christ. In future episodes, we'll have other Christian leaders and warriors who are on their own unique journeys in Christ and creating their worldly kingdom for the heavenly kingdom. So in essence, this is a podcast of Christian warriors and leaders sinking other Christian warriors and leaders as we mobilize God's army while creating our own legacy for our families, ministries, and communities. So how did this podcast come to be? It wouldn't be possible without the abundance of amazing men who helped me see this vision and then push me to build the road to get here. So men like Brody Whitney, my coach and mentor who has helped me immensely with this purpose and relationship quest. Andrew Farabee, who created the Knowledge for Men platform and podcast and for giving me a ton of amazing influence, as well as helping me navigate to the uncomfortable places that have helped me create and come alive. Uh, Peter Wright, who always acknowledges my wins during my times of uncertainty and for challenging me to lean into my alignment as a masculine man. Joel Ackley, my counseling supervisor and mentor, who I cannot thank enough for blessing me with an opportunity at Pathways. It's truly been a gift to learn from you. John Seepin, who provides me with a ton of godly wisdom and his gracious offering of mentoring me to help me hear and feel the voice of God as I go through my journey. Uh, Ted Soderholm my current pastor at Catalina North Church here in Tucson, Arizona. Thank you for being so great to me and my family and for bracing us as if we were your own family. Uh, Peter Kraft, my uh, former pastor who First baptized me and whom I had first heard the voice of God through. So Peter Kraft, thank you so much. Anthony Chamberlain, who saw whatever he saw in me and gave me an opportunity to be a part of an amazing and elite group of entrepreneurs. Adam Flores, who has inspired me to really see what's possible of what I can create and for providing me with a ton of amazing tools to make it real, and many others out there. So if I didn't drop your name on this, um, I apologize. There's just so many who who have influenced me, and I'm just so grateful for everyone who has helped me on this journey. Um, There have also been some amazing women who have helped me on this journey. First off, all the ladies at Pathways Counseling Services, where I also practice You've all just been so kind, warm, and encouraging for me, and I'm truly blessed to be working alongside all of you. My first coach, Jessica Jordan, who I cannot thank enough for helping me break free from the chains that I swore would be there for the rest of my life. And last but not least, of course, my wife, Elizabeth Gonzalez. She's been there in my life in my darkest days when life seemed hopeless. She was there when I was saved by Christ. She was there when I was baptized. And she's been there for me on my journey and transformation as a kingdom man. At times, it's been rough and scary for her to see me go through this transformation. So, love, I just want to say thank you for everything that you do for me and for sticking by me even though I put you through all this all this craziness. So. I love you dearly, and thank you for being by my side as I do God's work. I would not want anyone else by my side except for you, love. So with that, let's get right into it. Today we'll be discussing what lies ahead in Philippians 3. At this point, Paul is in prison, and the first parts of the letter he discusses living in Christ as fruitful labor, the humility of life in Christ, uh, so on and so forth. I love in chapter 3 how he emphasizes putting no confidence in the flesh, and he actually uses himself as an example. He basically challenges everyone to have more confidence in themselves than him, to which he boldly proclaims that he has more. So watch this in verses 4-5. through Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee. As to a zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. So my Bible is English Standard Version, so it might be a little bit different than yours. But basically what Paul is saying is whatever accolades that you have in the flesh, I don't care. It does not matter because I have more. And he's not just saying boldly, I have more credentials. He is backing it up. I mean, just listen to the statuses that he lists off as at himself. So, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, A Hebrew of Hebrews, like that's one of the coolest titles that I think anyone could have ever had back in Paul's time, like a Hebrew of Hebrews, it sounds so equivalent to like a man's man, which, you know, in modern day, being called a man's man is a pretty honorable thing uh, to to have in society. Uh, Moving on, as to the law, a Pharisee. So, I think we're all pretty familiar with the Pharisees, how they upheld the law to a T, and that was basically, you know, their demise. But he is saying that he was so well-crafted in the law that he held the title of Pharisee, which is as high as you can get, basically. Uh, Verse 6, As to zeal, A persecutor of the church. So not only was he a Pharisee, but he also leveled up and stepped it up to where he was a persecutor. So he put himself out there on the front lines and was willing to risk a lot for the sake of the church, for the sake of the law. And verses six and seven, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. As to righteousness under the law, Paul said he was blameless. So Obviously, we know that when Christ came and was calling out the Pharisees, he was telling them that they put way too much emphasis on the law. But what Paul is saying here is when it came to the law, he was blameless. He had absolutely nothing to blame for. He was basically an all-star in every credential that he lists himself at. So when he's introducing himself in this manner, this feels like an NBA game where the announcer is announcing their starting lineup like, At point guard, the Hebrew of Hebrews, blameless, under righteousness, the Pharisee of Pharisees, Paul. You know, it has that kind of feel to it, or at least it does for me. But as we move through chapter 3, everything that he just listed off, he says it basically meant nothing. He counted it all as lost. So, verse 7. and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. Wow. Everything that Paul just listed off, the Hebrew of Hebrews coming out of the tribe of Benjamin, being circumcised on the exact day that he's supposed to be uncircumcised, all the zeal, all the law, He counted it all as rubbish. It meant absolutely nothing to him when he was able to know God, when he was able to know the Messiah, when he was able to know the Christ. It all meant nothing to him. And he is saying that he is going to basically trash all of that for the sake of walking with Jesus. And honestly, how many of us are willing to do that? How many of us are willing to give up everything that we've gained in this world all the statuses that we've obtained, how many of us can truthfully say that we will count it all as rubbish for the sake of knowing Christ? Everything that we obtain in our society is some form of status or another. You know, we go to college to get a degree, we go and try to pursue this career, we always are trying to gain the next level up, You know, get this promotion, get this uh, bachelor's degree, get this master's degree for the sake of having worldly stuff. How often do we tell ourselves, none of this means anything to me because I would rather walk with Christ. And I think it's important for us to be brutally honest with ourselves when we're asking ourselves that. Even with this podcast, I really struggled with this notion. Like, am I doing it for myself, for my own personal gain, or am I doing it for the kingdom? And I really, really had to meditate with God and look inward, look into my heart and ask, like, Father, is this really what you want me to do? And if so, can you please protect me from my own personal ambitions? Can you please protect me from wanting my own personal gain? And... It's been a struggle for me, for not only this, but for lots of things. Even with counseling, with Christian counseling, at times I would feel awful for charging people uh, money to come get my counseling services because I didn't feel like I should be taking money from my own Christian people. But I got some guidance from other godly men that it's okay. We have to make a living. We have to have money. There's nothing wrong with having money or getting certificates of appreciation for the services that we provide for the value that we provide so there's nothing wrong with education there's nothing wrong with wanting to pursue a status or a promotion or building a business or or any of that stuff But what Paul is trying to say here at the end of the day, all of those can be taken from us and it doesn't mean anything. So we have to put Christ first. We absolutely have to have him at the forefront of all the decisions that we make, because if we put ourselves first, what are we really doing? Are we putting ourselves on a pedestal? Are we putting our status as a Pharisee or a Hebrew of Hebrews or as a righteous person under the law first? This reminds me of the rich man that asked uh, Christ Jesus, like, what does he have to do in order to obtain heaven? And Christ told him, you got to sell all your stuff and drop all of your riches and come follow me. And that absolutely broke the heart of that rich man because he couldn't do it. And he even told Christ, I've followed the law to a i T. I've kept all the commandments. What do I got to do? But Jesus knew that he wasn't being truthful because he broke the first commandment. You shall have no other gods except for me, but for this rich man, his God was money and he was unwilling to give that up for the sake of following Christ. Even in the church, are we trying to pursue a title for our own ambitions? Are we trying to pursue a title of pastor or minister or deacon, or are we truly trying to know God? Are we truly trying to know Christ? Even in the counseling profession, you, know, you can Google any you know counseling name right now and it would come up with all kinds of titles and accolades that I don't even know what any of them are anymore. There's so many crazy abbreviations out there. Really the only ones that I recognize are doctor or PhD. But there's so many of us out there who need to have that title at the forefront of our name to make us feel like we're credible. But going back to Paul, He was credible in the law. He was credible as a Jew. He was credible as a Pharisee, but it all meant rubbish to him. Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to drop our worldly titles and say that we are followers of Christ first? That we're taking up our cross first and only. First and only. That is really the only thing that should matter with us. Has it mattered for, for Paul when he was in prison? Even in our church, so many Christian leaders have put their status above everything, including God. And their own worldly kingdoms became more important than the heavenly kingdom. So with Paul, who is probably the most holy man to ever walk the earth other than Jesus, is courageous enough and willing to write this letter to the Philippians and say, I had all this and it meant absolutely nothing. So, for many of us out there, and including myself, this is absolutely terrifying because we put so much emphasis on our worldly status and our worldly lives that we forget that it's all going to end one day and what have we done to build towards our heavenly future. So, for me, when I had first heard the voice of God, I was just done getting out of jail. I was completely lost. I was wrapped up in addiction and depression and after I became saved, God told me you're gonna go minister to the world and I was absolutely terrified because I didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel like I had the worldly status to go do that. I had just gotten fresh out of jail. I was still wrapped up in how I'd gotten to that point. And God said, One, you're forgiven. The first time I ever heard God's voice, he had told me that it was okay. And that I was forgiven the second time he told me I was going to go minister to the world. And I even fought with him like that. I even fought with him about it saying, like, God, you got the wrong guy. I've only known you for a a month or so. Like, how can I possibly go speak to the world? How can I possibly go evangelize? How can I help anyone? I was putting so much emphasis on my worldly status, on my worldly skills, But I had to learn to just trust him. I had to learn that none of that really mattered because he was going to be with me for the entire journey. And years later, here I am starting my own podcast, trying to mobilize Christian men. Here I am as a Christian counselor with many clients who I have helped through God. None of it is my work. It's all for him. It's all for his glory. And I had to put that trust into him. I had to put my life into his hands And say, Father, I know that the world is full of worldly titles. I know that that's what we see on the surface, but Father, I'm trusting you. And what He has done for me in my life has been absolutely amazing. And I would not be here today if I didn't drop those same things that Paul dropped what kind of men are we if our statuses get taken from us? If we crumble, if that were to happen, then something's wrong. And I was struggling pretty bad with what I was going to speak about in this debut episode. And when I was in a supervision meeting, my supervisor mentioned Philippians 3 and straining towards the goal for how Paul was after something in his vision for his future. So verse 12, Now that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining toward what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Wow, such a bold and powerful emphasis from Paul to the Philippian church that he doesn't care about what happens in the in the past because he has something grander something more beautiful in his future. And in modern day society depression is at an all-time high, anxiety is at an all-time high. And where does anxiety come from? It's basically a fancy word for fear. Fear of the unknown fear of things that happened in our past repeating itself where does depression come from it comes from many sources and it's not a choice that we have to experience depression but it typically comes from a huge area of sadness and regret and guilt and shame because of something that happened to us in our past and i could have very easily just dwelled in my past and been soaked up in my fear and anxiety and depression and not been here but I press towards the vision that God placed before me. I press towards the purpose that God has before me. And we all have a Godly purpose. We're all supposed to be doing something for His Kingdom. The difference is, will we answer that call? Will we walk in the purpose that He has for us? Or will we walk in the worldly titles that the enemy is offering to us? That's a huge difference. It is a huge difference because that's something that I had battled with myself as I'd already discussed as a Christian counselor. Was I going after my own ambitions or was I fulfilling the purpose that God has put before me? And there's really only one way to know and that's to get closer to God. That's to be in your Bible, that's to meditate on His Word, that's to rely on Him, and just go when you hear Him or feel Him communicating with you. And what He had told me up to this point was go after it. You have to put one foot in front of the other and the map will reveal itself for you. I had to press on towards the prize. There was no other way it was going to happen. I couldn't look behind. I had to press forward. I couldn't look behind and look at my degree and say, oh, I'm qualified because I obtained this, or I identify as a men's coach so I can provide this. Like, No, that is important, and there are certain things that we have to obtain in order to provide our services and our value, but all of that lies in the past. And what I do now with those titles is what matters. What I do now with those things for the sake of the heavenly kingdom is what our purpose is. And to put a little more emphasis on this, I was with my wife and two of my younger kids at our uh, property in New Mexico this past weekend, and we love going up there and riding our quads. And so my wife well, was riding ahead of me with our two smaller children because they're ages six and three. So naturally, I love being with mama way more than they being with dad. But in any case, I was following behind them just in case something happened. I'd be able to, um, I'd be able to see it. I'd be able to stop and, and help them and so on and so forth. So as we're riding through the Gila and Apache National Forest, which are absolutely beautiful and amazing, it's, it's totally God's country up there, it dawned on me, Philippians 3, i pressing forward. Like, as I was riding my quad, I had absolutely no reason to turn around. There was nothing for me that was behind me. Everything that was important, every purpose that I had, everything gorgeous, everything beautiful, everything worth living for, was right in front of me. And I cannot worry about anything except for what's ahead of me on the road. But there's no way that I was going to get there without pressing forward. It's almost impossible for us to press forward if we're looking backwards. So my kingdom listeners, whatever you have going on in your life, whatever purpose that God has set before you, I just want to pray over you right now. So Heavenly Father, for everyone who's listening right now, I pray, God, that you minister over them like you did with Paul. I I pray that Philippians 3 will will resonate with them, Lord. And I pray that the Holy Spirit was within me as I was speaking these words. And as he did for me, Father, I I pray that you help every single one who's affected by this to press on to strain forward, to forgetting what lies behind, and to straining forward to what lies ahead. And what lies ahead, Lord, is your joy and your beautiful heavenly kingdom. It's for your son's beautiful and mighty name we pray. Amen. That's all I have for you today, listeners. So keep straining toward the goal and take back your crown. God bless and Godspeed. Thank you all so much for listening in. A few things before you get out of here. If you're a Christian man burning for a purpose and legacy in Christ, there are plenty of ways to get a hold of me. You can shoot me a message on Instagram at StaceyGonzalez underscore crown legacy or Facebook at forward slash SMGonzalez88. Or you can reach me by email at support at StaceyMGonzalez.com. If you're a fellow coach or counselor and you're trying to find a platform to extend your reach, Kajabi is the only way to go. They've helped me develop my coaching packages. They've helped me construct my online courses, marketing. They even helped me launch this podcast. You name it. They've helped me with my business, which helps my family, which helps my legacy in Christ. So don't settle for anything less. If you're looking for some new Jesus gear to help spread the gospel, build the kingdom, start up conversations, or if you just want to show your love for Christ, hit up versedinc.com. That's versedinc.com or seekjesus.co great stuff on there they have streetwear tees hats hoodies jewelry all kinds with my discount code crowned legacy all one word all caps for 15% off i rock their stuff on the show all the time it's awesome as always i'm incredibly humbled and gracious to be here god bless Godspeed, and take back your crown